I'm so thankful to the Lord for the new covenant of Jesus dying for us. And I'm going to talk a little bit this morning about the old covenant. But it's so wonderful to, to know that we have a God that, that desires to have a personal, intimate relationship with us. Oh, let's never take that for granted. At this time, I'd like to release the warrior youth and the ambassadors to go back. Thank you, Tavares. Thank you, praise and worship team. Thank you so much. While I'm thanking people, I also, how many of you were here last week for the barbecue and the fifth Sunday jumpers? Wow. Did you have a good time? Yeah. Was the barbecue like outstanding? Yeah. I want to thank John and, and Lewis and Bobby Joe and Ray. They stayed all night cooking, smoking that meat and uh, Emery and AJ were doing the hot dogs and stuff. Thank you guys so much. It was it was so so good. And I want to also say thanks to everyone that brought sides and thank Tanya for coordinating the event. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, good job everyone. And thank you for joining us this morning. We're continuing in this series. It's a new season, and we're going to be going to. Um, Kind of three passages of scripture. We'll be starting in Hebrews 11, verse 8, and then we'll be going to Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis 17. So you can begin to turn there or turn on your iPhone or iPad or whatever and get moving that direction. Um, so this series is it's a new season, and today's sermon is First Step Obey. And um, I'm going to ask you a series of questions throughout this, this sermon today, but the first question is, what is my next step for this new thing that God is doing in my life? And let me give you a hint. It's really obey. That's the first step. Realistically, you may be thinking, well, trust is really the first step. But, but I find that I, I think it's really obedience because sometimes we don't know what the Lord is doing and it just requires us to obey. And so when the Lord says go and do, then that's what we need to do as committed followers of Christ. Sometimes the Lord will not give us something else to do or not lead us to the second step until we've demonstrated our obedience at step one. Uh, obedience many times requires faith to step out. When the Lord called us to Pioneer Life Fellowship Ministries International, man, the Lord didn't lay everything out and everything wasn't in place. And in fact, if you've been coming here very long, you, you know that this is a dynamic process. It's always moving and always changing. And so it required faith for us to step out. Every day requires faith, really, in some aspect of our life. And God is doing some amazing things. Um, I've talked about how that God is opening up tremendous doors for us. And so it's going to take faith. It's going to take obedience. And this morning we're going to be looking at one of the pillars, one of the men that, that was uh, just a great example of obedience, and that's Abraham. He was a man of great faith. His faith was demonstrated by his obedience. I want to go to Hebrews 11:8, and it says, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave his home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. It goes on to say, He went without knowing where he was going. So here's a man that had a, a large family. He had a lot of possessions and animals and things like that. And the Lord speaks to him and says, I want you to go to a land that what? I will show you. So he didn't know where he was going. But 
he was a man of faith. He was a man of, of obedience to God. And so he packed up all his peeps and all his sheeps and all those things and says, come on. And I'm sure there were people that would say, well, Abe, where are we going? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? Come on. Surely you have a game plan. Surely you know where we're going. No, we're going to go where the Lord leads us. Okay, well, where is that? Well, I'm not really sure yet. That would take a lot of faith. That would take a lot of obedience to God to do that. So my first point this morning is obedience demonstrates our faith. God eventually changed Abram's name to Abraham when he made a covenant with him. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, that, that could be another whole sermon on its own that our name is changed. We are, we are changed, really, uh, as we accept Christ. And as, as God begins to work in our lives and in our hearts, our lives are changed. Um, but God has made a covenant with you through Christ. Abraham's first step was to obey. Let's go to Genesis chapter 12. We'll be looking at verses 1 through 4. And it says here, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. So he's gathered up his immediate family. He's leaving all of his, his relatives behind. He's gathering all his possessions. And he's, the Lord is telling him to go to the land that he will show him. He goes on to say, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. In verse 3, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. And we know that Jesus came from his lineage, and he's a blessing. And uh, so God has blessed uh, all of us through, through Jesus and, and through the lineage of, of Abraham. But he goes on to say in verse 4, So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. I think Lot was like, hey, man, you're getting all those blessings. I'm going with you. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He was 75 years old, so he wasn't a spring chicken. And, uh, and the Lord called him to leave. So he says, in these scriptures, he says, I will. I will indicates that, he, that that's something in the future that God's going to do. And we know that all of God's promises are true. So, again, my first point is obedience demonstrates our faith. My second point today is obedience demonstrates our faith as well. So, we want to really get this. Obedience is the key. You know, um, another scripture for us that we've talked about numerous times is found in Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20, where Moses is pleading with the children of Israel before they go into the promised land. And what does he say? Choose life, not death. Choose blessings, not curses. And then he goes on to say, the key to your life is love God, obey God, and commit firmly to him. So obedience is critical in our relationship and our walk with the Lord to be able to fulfill the great things that the Lord has for us. So let's read ahead in Genesis chapter 17. Now this is uh, only a few chapters over, but it's 15 years later. So now uh, Abraham is 90 years old. And so let's look at Genesis 17, 4 through 6, and then we're going to read 9 through 11 and 13 and 14. You can go back and read this whole passage later. I, I just didn't want to take the time to to read all of these. So uh, let's look at verse four. And, and the Lord is speaking to Abraham and he says, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. Yay. Hey, that's good, right? 
So I can, I can imagine that, that uh, Abraham is excited about that. He goes on to say in verse 5, What's more, I'm changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. And Abraham's probably, yay, that's good. That's good news. He goes on to say in verse 6, I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations, and kings will be among them. Awesome. You know, I can imagine that Abraham was was really excited about this. So three times the Lord tells Abraham that he will be the father of many nations. Do you think he wanted him to get this, to understand this? How many times has the Lord spoken to you about things? And just to reaffirm, I know that I've encouraged you to journal, and, and so I journal. And there have been times when, and I've shared numerous stories with you guys about how the Lord has spoken to me and uh, in times past, and then it took a while for these things to come to fruition and for me to begin to walk in the things that the Lord had called me to. But I, I think it's really important that we journal and we write those things down so we can go back and read those things. I still go back and, and read words that were given to me 15, 20 years ago for encouragement. And I see how God has orchestrated my life. And some of those words were a benchmark for me to hold on to, to say, God, you're calling me to pastor. You're calling me to do some things that I'm not doing right now. And I don't see it, but I believe you. And I know that you can bring it to pass. So, God, I trust you. And I hold on to those words. And I hold on to you, knowing that you will bring it to pass in the right time. So God is telling Abraham that he's going to be the father of many nations. And he wants them to understand this. He wants him to really believe this. He wants them to receive this. And so I think that's why he's, he's emphasizing this to Abraham. Let's skip down to verse 9 in chapter 17. Then God said to Abraham, your responsibility is to obey the terms of the covenant. You and all your descendants have this continual responsibility to obey the terms of the covenant. Well, what are the terms of the covenant? Let's look at verse 10. This is a covenant that you and your descendants must keep. Each male among you must be circumcised. Whoa. Hey, wait a minute. You know, circumcised? Seriously? Okay, so he goes on to say, you must cut off the flesh of your foreskin as a sign of the covenant between me and you. He goes on to say in verse 13, all must be circumcised. Your bodies will bear the mark of my everlasting covenant. In verse 14, any male who fails to be circumcised will be cut off from the covenant family for breaking the covenant. So Abraham's responsibility was was to obey. Another part of, of this covenant was that every male eight days and older had to be circumcised. I think that probably the first step of obedience would have been easier than this. I think this required faith, <laughs> obedience, and a sword, maybe. Hey, you're going to get circumcised. I mean, this was not a young man. He was 90 years old. And so there were, um, I'm sure, people there of all ages that were having to be circumcised. And how do you explain that? You think explaining not knowing where you're going is tough. How are you going to explain this? So... If any of you want to keep the old covenant, we have a trailer out there uh, with a doctor who can help you today. No, I'm just kidding. We're under the new covenant. We talked about that this morning. God has made a covenant with us through the blood of Christ. So amen, guys, that we don't have to go through the old covenant. Um, So anyway, I'm sure that was a real challenge. But God doesn't always speak to us 
in a manner that's logical and reasonable and, and even comfortable sometimes. What God requires of us is that we obey. And, and we really have to trust him, but we need to obey. So uh, I'm sure that the first step that, that God gave Abraham was easier than the second step. Um, when the Lord called us to Pioneer Life Fellowship Ministries International, I really had this dialogue with the Lord. I said, God, why would you need another church? There's so many churches today. And at the end of the day, it came down to just saying, God, I'm going to obey. I may not understand this, but I know that you're calling us. I know that I know that you're calling us to do this. So the whys and hows and all of that, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that we obey. And I've shared with you that our pastor, Pastor Don, um, he said that the Lord had told him that he had, he had called two or three other men before him to do the work that he's doing now. So Pastor Don wasn't God's first choice, apparently. And, you know, it doesn't matter to me. If I was God's first choice, second, third, tenth, it doesn't really matter. All, I, all that really matters is that I know that God has called us to Life Fellowship Ministries International, and we said yes. And all that really matters for any of us is that we simply obey and say, God, whatever you have for me, whatever you want, I'm willing to obey. I'm willing to put down my plans and do whatever you ask. In Isaiah 55, 8 through 11, God says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. And sometimes I'm glad for that. Most, I think all the times I'm glad for that because my thoughts, if, if it were up to me, my plans, my goals, the things that I would do are much smaller than what the Lord would call me to do. And as I've shared with you, God has given us a huge vision to not only reach these communities, but also he's opening up doors for us to reach other nations, to train up other pastors and leaders in other countries and other continents. And uh, I've talked about that over the past few weeks. So if you've missed some of those sermons, you can go back and, and get caught up there. But God's ways and thoughts are nothing like ours. They are so much greater, so much grander. And I believe that most of the time we will find that God's purpose, plan, and vision for us is so much greater than what we would have chosen for ourselves. And the great thing about that is he can make it happen. He can make it happen. So uh, let me read this again. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere that I send it. I think it's in the New King James. It says, the word will not return uh, void without accomplishing what it was sent to do. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the message that we are bringing to this community, and the message that we're bringing to the world is Christ. In John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Everything was created through Him and by Him and for Him. And in verse 14, the Word became flesh. All of those words, all those Greek words are logos. And uh, in verse 14, and it says the Word, logos, became flesh, clearly talking about Jesus. So Jesus is the Word. And so as we bring forth Jesus to the world, it changes hearts, it changes lives, it gets people saved brings healing to their marriages and, and their families. It's the same way with my word. 
I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. And so whenever you come to Life Fellowship, you're going to hear the Word of God because the Word of God will do something. It will always change our life. It will always touch us. And so if we taught Jesus wept for six months, God would be doing something because His Word does something in our hearts. Uh, recently, I was praying about uh, a, a specific situation and, and for a person, and this is what the Lord spoke to me. The Lord said, they are making the choice they want, not what I want. And so as I was praying about the situation, it's like the Lord was revealing to me that this person is choosing their plan over God's plan. Have you ever done that? Are you doing that now? It's, it's really, really important that we yield our life to God and we say, God, I want your purpose and your plan for my life. And that may not always be an easy thing. When you think about Abraham and uh, all his peeps and him going to them and saying, okay, guys, this is a covenant. This is our part of the covenant that all the, all the males eight days older, eight days and older need to be circumcised. That was probably not a very popular message that day. <laughs> But you know what? They obeyed. And God blessed Abraham. God blessed the people. And uh, you can look back and see that throughout the, the ages of Israel, when they obeyed, when they honored God, when they loved God, when they committed firmly to God, God blessed them. And as they begin to turn away and worship idols and pagan gods and all of those kinds of things, they would go into bondage and, and all these things would happen that were not good. But they would cry out to God. And God would release them from bondage. And they would serve him for a season. And then they would wander away. So it's, it's really, really important that we remain focused on the Lord. Stay connected to him. I'm really gravely concerned about the things that I see going on in our nation. Where we are uh, accepting ungodly behaviors. And, and we're doing all... I mean, some of these things don't make any sense at all to me. But there are a lot of people in this country that are turning away from God. Listen, our problem is not political, it's spiritual. We need the Lord in our lives. And so we need to pray for our leaders. We need to uh, not compromise our walk with the Lord. We need to, to stand firm on the Word of God. This is not a political message. This is simply what we need to do as Christians to live it out there in the world. Because people don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear any more of that. They want to see it. And so as we obey the Lord and as we demonstrate the love of Christ, that's what's going to reach the world. So let's be a people that continue to yield our lives to God. And that means obey. So my third point this morning is obedience demonstrates our faith. <laughs> I've been sharing about where we're going as a church. It's a new season the Lord is opening up huge doors for us, not only here locally, but globally. And uh, we have the opportunity to change the spiritual climate, not only here locally, but globally, and have a major impact in training up and equipping other pastors and leaders that they will go to their churches and their villages and train up others. Guys, I, I, I know that the Lord is opening this door for us. And so we really need to be ready. We need to be prepared. Um, and I've been asking you, I've been challenging you every week to pray and ask the Lord, what is your part in this global outreach? That God is opening up for this little church in Kima, Texas. But you know what? I think when God looks down, 
He sees a people here that have a heart for him, that love him, that demonstrate the love for God through loving each other and loving our community. And I think he sees a people here that say, here am I, God, send me. And you know, he doesn't need a huge church to do what he needs to do. He will take a small church like this and do amazing things with, with us if we're willing. That's the amazing thing about God. You know, he will take the smallest and, and the least and do more with that than something huge and humongous. Because this way he gets the credit for it. I'm in. Christine and I are all in. When God called us to start Life Fellowship Ministries International, there was no plan B. There is no plan B. This is it. We are all in. And I tell you, this is the most exciting, challenging, uh, life-building experience that we've ever had. But you know what? I wouldn't trade it for anything. And the thing that really encourages me the most are seeing your lives transformed and changed. Seeing you growing in the Lord. Seeing your children growing in the Lord. Coming to Bible study on Wednesday night and having the, the student ministry bring up comments and suggestions and their perspective on the Word of God. That's really good. And seeing us grow as a family and seeing God work in our lives individually and work in our lives corporately. That's the most exciting thing to me. Obedience demonstrates our faith. I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. And maybe you're here today and you've not been being obedient to the Lord. Maybe God has been, or maybe this morning He's tugging on, on your heart's, heart's strings and and he's calling you back to him. Or maybe you never had a relationship with him. Or if, if God is speaking to you today, this morning, and you don't have a relationship with him, or uh, you never had one, and you would like to have a relationship with the Lord this morning, would you raise up your hand? I just want to pray with you. There's no shame in that. The shame would be to walk out of this building and not receive everything that the Lord has for you today. Anybody here? The Lord... Has, has told us he's given us a huge vision and a huge mission and a huge plan. And this morning, I want you to ask yourself some questions. We're going we're gonna to play a song. I'm not going to have the, the praise team come up because I want them just to be able to sit and reflect as well. Um, but are you in? The things that God is speaking to you, the things that God has been speaking to you over your life, are you in? Are you saying, yes, Lord? The Lord told Abraham to go to a place he would show him. Abraham packed up all of his family and livestock and stepped out in faith. And so I want you to just close your eyes and ask yourself these questions. Am I being obedient in the things the Lord has asked of me? Are there things the Lord is asking of me that I'm resisting or flat out saying no to? Are there things that I'm just in direct disobedience to? Has the Lord promised me things that are not fulfilled yet maybe the Lord is not taking you to step two because you haven't been faithful and obedient in step one 
I want us to be honest with, with God this morning. I, I want you to just take a, a few minutes. We're going to play this song. And uh, I want you just to take some time with the Lord and ask Him if there's any areas of disobedience. Or ask Him if there's something that He wants to share with you this morning. He's I want us to continue to seek the Lord in all the things that he has for us. 
God has a tremendous purpose and plan for you. You're not a mistake. It doesn't matter what someone has said or spoken over you. God has a great purpose and plan for you. And obedience is the key to walking in the fullness of what God has called us to. And uh, you know that I love Romans 12 too. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God has a great purpose and plan for you. He has a great purpose and plan for this church to make an impact globally. And we have to walk through those doors, guys. Well, we don't have to, but we're going to. If I have to walk through by myself with Chris, dragging Christine, I will do that. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, that that's the case, but because I know many of you are, your hearts are here, your hearts are with the Lord. And so we want to do that. So as we go through this week, I want you to continue to pray and say, God, am I being obedient to what you've asked me to do? And uh, if not, help me to obey. Show me, Lord, if I'm missing the mark here somewhere along the way. Will you do that? This morning, we're going to close out with a song. Uh, I know it's been kind of a heavy message, so we're going to go out with a, a, a lot, kind of a light song. We're going to have fun. But I don't want you to miss the point here that our, our obedience is important. What do you say? Are you going to obey? Yes. You know, I remember Christine, when she was teaching K-4, uh, they, they had different modules. And the first module that they learned every year, because she'd have like, 24-year-olds, four- or five-year-olds running around in her class. And the first concept they, they learned was, what do you say, let's obey? So uh, what do you say, let's obey? She got a call from one of, one of the parents one time, and they said, I think little Johnny has missed it. He came home saying, what do you say, disobey? What do you say? And she's like, no, that's, that's, not, the right, that's not the right concept we're teaching him. So I ask you today, what do you say, let's obey? Amen. We're going to have this song and then be dismissed, and and I'm expecting you to go out and live it.
guys have an amazing week. Go out and live it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen, amen. amen.